just beneath the surface of everyday life, experiencing awe. Grandmaster Julie Scott, SRC. The world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. William Butler Yeats. Just beneath the surface of everyday life lies something remarkable. Opportunity after opportunity for experiencing awe. In fact, it's a wonder that we all don't walk around with our jaws dropped all the time. The Sufi mystic Rumi wrote a poem entitled, How Does the Divine Keep from Fainting Looking at Itself All Day? That's a good question. Awe is an overwhelming feeling of amazement for something that is grand, special, or unique. It is a very powerful emotion that can have a transformative effect on our lives. Studies have shown that awe usually involves two basic components. One, when we personally connect with something vast that broadens our thinking. This could be in terms of physical size. For example, the starry sky, the Grand Canyon, or a blue whale, the largest animal on Earth. Or it could be in terms of age. Dinosaurs who lived 240 to 65 million years ago. Or the 20,000-year-old handprint left by a shamaness at the entrance to an initiation cave in Altamira, Spain. Or 10,000-year-old Gobeki Tepe, with the most ancient temple structures ever discovered. It could be in terms of complexity of detail, how our body heals itself, air traffic control, or the remarkable self-organization of ants. It can be in terms of an individual skill, such as Michelangelo, Johann Sebastian Bach, or Serena Williams. Or it could be based on impact. For example, Moses, Buddha, Yeshua, Muhammad, Galileo, Abraham Lincoln, Susan B. Anthony, Marie Curie, or Martin Luther King, Jr. What or whom do you find awe-inspiring? Related to physical size, age, complexity of detail, an individual skill, or someone's impact on the world. The other component of awe is when the situation creates a need for accommodation. This means that our experience 
challenges our normal understanding of the world, and we need to reconfigure the mental constructs that we use to understand the world. For example, when Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the sixth human to walk on the moon, traveled back from the moon amid the vast darkness of the cosmos, his eyes became fixed on Earth. As he neared Earth, he was enveloped by a profound sense of universal connectedness. He wrote, I realize that the story of ourselves as told by science, our cosmology, our religion, was incomplete and likely flawed. I recognize that the idea of separate, independent, discrete things in the universe wasn't a fully accurate description. What was needed was a new story of who we are and what we are capable of becoming. End quote. Many astronauts have reported similar experiences. A similar search for a new story may have led you to the Rosicrucian order. We have all had experiences of awe. Perhaps when gazing upon the vastness of the stars and humbly realizing a diminished sense of self. It isn't negative to feel smaller. It's humbling. And we can then reassess and modify our idea of where we fit in with the interconnected universe. We're part of something grand. Westerners, perhaps especially Americans, value the individual and being bigger. We may be able to appreciate a diminished sense of self, though, by thinking of the Statue of Liberty and all that she stands for. This colossal statue is 15 stories tall. Millions of immigrants have gazed upon Lady Liberty as they entered Ellis Island. Think of what this statue symbolized for them, or possibly for you. Freedom and the potential for expanded opportunities. That's humbling. Or perhaps you have experienced all while giving birth or being present at the birth of a new being. Think of this for a minute. This person wasn't on earth, and then the next minute she was. That alone is enough to keep our jaws dropped for a lifetime. Then the little ones smile for the first time and roll over and figure out how to walk. How do they do that? That's awe-inspiring. And there are many more opportunities to experience awe. In outer space, a solar eclipse occurs when the moon gets between Earth and the sun, and the moon casts a shadow over Earth. On August 21, 2017, 88% of Americans, 261 million people, 
took time to witness this awe-inspiring event. Hundreds of Rosicrucians and neighbors gathered at Rosicrucian Park to experience this moment together. And we have the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights. Sten Odenwald, author of the 23rd Cycle, Learning to Live with a Stormy Star, explains how the Northern Lights are generated. When a coronal mass ejection collides with Earth's magnetic field, it causes complex changes to happen to the magnetic tail region. These changes generate currents of charged particles, which then flow along lines of magnetic force into the polar regions. These particles are boosted in energy in Earth's upper atmosphere, and when they collide with oxygen and nitrogen atoms, they produce dazzling auroral light. You may have seen the photo called Earthrise, which was taken by Apollo 8 astronaut Bill Anders on December 24, 1968. It shows Earth on the dark background of space. What feelings arise in you when you gaze upon this photo? Closer to home, there are many awe-inspiring opportunities in the natural world. We'll start with more than humans. Cheetahs are the fastest runners on the planet. They are capable of running 83 miles per hour. Think about that for a moment and compare it with the speed that you drive. One exceptional cheetah was reliably recorded running 93 miles per hour. Bees have been shown to understand the concept of zero. Scientists discovered this after training bees to count shapes, following previous research that revealed that they can count to four. A hive of bees will fly over 55,000 miles to make one pound of honey and can create 100 pounds of honey in a year. One-third of the food we eat depends on bees for pollination. Bears can count, too, and they use tools. They can solve problems and communicate across species, including expressing their emotions. A male grizzly bear can weigh up to 790 pounds and stand nearly 10 feet tall. A grizzly bear's bite is strong enough to crush a bowling ball. Plants can feel, see, smell, and remember. The biggest tree is a giant sequoia in California's redwood forest. It is 30 stories tall and 82 feet, about 25 meters, in circumference. California holds the record for the oldest living trees, too. Some of the state's bristlecone pines and giant sequoias are thought to be 4,000 to 5,000 years old. 
Underneath an individual mushroom is a vast network that can spread for acres. It is made up of tiny threads known as mycelium that connect different plants in a forest. Scientists call this underground ecosystem made up of roots, fungi, and bacteria, the wood wide web. Human beings. Every second, our body produces 25 million new cells. DNA contains the instructions needed for an organism to develop, survive, and reproduce. The lifespan of our DNA is tens of thousands of years. Neurons send information to our brain at more than 150 miles per hour. That's about 241 kilometers per hour. There are about 100 billion nerve cells in our brain. That's a one followed by 11 zeros. The human brain will grow three times its size in the first year of life. Awe-inspiring art. Tibetan sand paintings are created by Buddhist monks who mindfully tap tiny colored grains of sand through a small tube. When completed, the paintings are swept away as part of an ancient ceremony symbolizing the transitory nature of material life. The Cueva de las Manos, the Cave of the Hands in Argentina, is named for the hundreds of hand paintings stenciled on the rock walls. The art dates from between 13,000 and 9,500 years ago. The journey of humanity, the world's largest canvas painting, is the size of 10 tennis courts. Based on artwork created by children during the pandemic, it recently sold for $78 million. Some awe-inspiring architecture includes the Pyramids of Giza, Machu Picchu, and Tiger's Nest. Mysticism. Consciousness is most definitely awe-inspiring. I think this is what attracted most of us to the Rosicrucian order. Here are the first three points of the Rosicrucian ontology, our statement regarding the nature of being. The divine is the universal intelligence that thought, manifested, and animated all creation according to unchanging, perfect laws. All of creation is permeated by a universal soul that evolves toward the perfection of its own nature. Life is the vehicle for cosmic evolution such as it manifests in the universe and on Earth. The Rosicrucian monographs tell us that we are all mirrors in which the divine contemplates its own reflection. 
its own magnificence. It experiences its own beingness through our lives. Now, doesn't that inspire awe? We contribute to the evolution of consciousness by expanding our awareness. Past Imperator H. Spencer Lewis wrote, There is nothing so inspiring, so filled with peace, happiness, perfect health, joy, and contentment as the development of the spiritual nature. Here are some of the benefits of awe. Awe decreases stress levels, especially when we are awe-inspired in nature. Physicians have begun prescribing spending time in nature or in green spaces. In Japan, 64 forest-bathing forests have been established as a part of their national well-being program. Awe increases generosity and kindness. In a study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, researchers gave 10 raffle tickets to their participants and then asked them how many, if any, they would like to give away to another participant who had no tickets. They discovered a strong link between the experience of awe and how many tickets they were willing to give away. They theorized that awe helped to diminish people's egos and self-importance, and that can lead people to be more kind, generous, and social. All researcher and psychologist Jonah Paquette suggests that these studies help explain why awe evolved. Feeling awe makes us more willing to help those in need and, in turn, increases our sense of connection to others. At a community level, looking out for everyone and placing collective needs above our own gives us a greater chance of survival. Awe experiences make us happier and more satisfied with life and impact our mood. These experiences can make us happy in the short term, and this benefit lasts too, even weeks later. All leads to new perspectives. Many people feel a stronger sense of unity with humanity or creation as a whole following an experience of awe. All experiences can also alter our subjective experience of time. In a study conducted by Stanford University Business School, people often reported feeling rich with time during the experience and afterwards. It can be as if time had stood still. How to Experience More Awe In his book entitled Awestruck, How Embracing Wonder Can Make You Happier, Healthier, and More Connected, Jonah Paquette shares these suggestions. Linger. When you find yourself experiencing awe, stay with that feeling for as long as possible. Slow down. 
Allow time each day to be more mindful. Tune into your senses. Be aware of color, texture, scent, taste, touch, and sound. Step away from your computer. You may find it helpful to set aside certain hours of the day when you will not be on your computer or take the weekend off. Awe journals. Keep a journal of your awe experiences from the simplest to the most moving. Listen to music. Enjoy music that creates the feeling of awe. Practice recreating the feeling without the music. Engage with others. Spend time just being with a child or your dog or watching wild animals. Reframe day-to-day tasks. Pause to appreciate how remarkable many of our daily activities are. Awe walks. Take time to walk in nature. Tuning with the plants, animals, landscape features, and elements that live there. I mentioned Rumi's poem, How Does the Divine Keep from Fainting? Here is that poem. The wonder of water moving over that rock in the stream justifies existence. The swish of a horse's tail. Again, I am stunned by the grandeur of the unseen one that governs all movement. I resist looking at the palms of my hands sometimes. Have you ever gotten breathless before a beautiful face? For I see you there, my dear. There is a wonderful problem waiting for you that the divine and I share. How to keep from fainting when we see each other. In truth, how does the divine keep from fainting looking at itself all day. Light is moving like a stream, and the myriad celestial beings applaud. As Rumi asked, really, how does the divine keep from fainting, looking at itself all day? <laughs>